gave me purpose and a mission. So now I'm living. I'm a Christian. Oh. Well, on that note, on which that is the thing that we like to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have found, <laughs> welcome to What the Hell. Welcome. It's episode 17. It is. 17 rhymes with quarantine. True. Didn't even plan that. It's really more of a slant rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> it's not perfect, and I just want to take back that commentary entirely, but you can't. You know, once you put it in the universe, it's out you there. You can't. You've committed. Nothing can be done. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Brittany. We took a week off. We did. And you guys really let us have it. You were so upset. Yeah. Uh, there was <laughs> ragers that were had because of it, you know. People were so upset. They went out into the streets and protested yes. without social distancing. I know. It's pretty serious. That's what happened. <laughs> it was serious. But we're back. We just wanted, honestly, we were like, we're the host. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. So we just took a week off. Yeah. We needed a mental health break and... At this point, it's like we got to take care of ourselves yeah. and we listened to our hearts. Wow, Brittany, way to just like <laughs> dive right in. This week, what we wanted to do was just a bit of a pop culture roundup yes. because the crazy things that are happening right now in pop culture, it's getting wild out there. It, it's getting a little crazy. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're going to talk about Britney Spears at the very end of this. <laughs> yeah. And anytime Britney is involved, you know... It's gotten serious. You know it's going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just know it's going to be... Ever since 2007, Britney has been gold. She's always been gold. But this week, we just wanted to give like pop culture roundup, the things that have caught our eye in the news and in the social medias and on the Netflixes and beyond. Yeah. So... Settle in. This is going to be a good one. Let us guide you. Let us guide you. (laughs) We got to start with TikTok. Yeah. We have to. It's not new. So the first time I was introduced to TikTok was actually Christmas of 2018. Okay. I was with my boyfriend and his family in North Carolina for Christmas that year. And his niece, who at the time, I think she must have been like six, she was all over this app called TikTok. And I thought it was social media for the little ones. Oh. And I think it almost started like that. I really think it did because it was all like cats and puppies and stuff like that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And man, has it taken a turn. Yeah. And it definitely is at a place now where I feel so old, but I do not completely get it. I don't understand what's happening over there. It seems like so much work to put out a single video. I, I agree. I definitely agree. I This last fall or, or whatever it was, I did like a volunteering thing where I went and worked with like these fifth graders and whatever. That's its own story. But at the time, that was probably my first exposure to it because every time we'd, we would basically, I basically would go to this uh, school on my lunch break and we would work with them with writing scripts and stuff. And every single week it was like some new TikTok thing. Yeah. And I didn't quite understand it. And now that I've tried to start to understand it, I I sound, it looks just very complicated. <laughs> yes. That's what I was thinking. So I went into the app tonight, <laughs> like, like a 33rd. 30- a 33-year-old mite, and I turned right around. <laughs> I got right out of there. I went in, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, they're asking me this, and they're asking me this, and do I want to use this sound and this sound, and do I want this effect, and do I want to slow it down? And I was like, this is overwhelming. And I'm frankly impressed that a social media platform has come out that requires so many elements to come off as creative mm. that it's keeping the attention span of these kids. I'm shocked. Yeah. No, it's that's true. That's true. Yeah. So like there's these cha- it's become like challenge centric, right? Yeah. No, it has. It has. And I thought I didn't realize until another video I watched last night on TikTok where they're trying to show you how to do a TikTok. That's probably not what the kids are saying. How to execute a TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to try. Um, but they're showing you how to tick and talk. Yeah, exactly. But it was showing, yeah, like how to click on the different things. And honestly, until I saw that TikTok of how to TikTok, I thought that people were making them like outside of it and then up just uploading it there because I was like, how else are they doing this? And then once I kind of watched it through, I was like, it still looks very complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to need you to link me to that. I yeah. need to see this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I still have so much research to do or maybe we just need to try it out. And can I only like share right. it with just you and nobody else? Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. our own. Is there anything more awkward than a private TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know if that exists. I don't even know if that's a thing. Are there like direct messages of just TikToks? Maybe. Well, maybe you can like create your whole TikTok and then just like download it instead of sharing oh, it publicly or something. Yeah, maybe. That. I don't know. But this is really taking a hard left from the interesting <laughs> on my part. And uh, <laughs> I think so. Okay. It, like I said, it's become TikTok has become really like challenge centric. It's like you do this and then I'm going to try to do it too and whatever. So like this whole like dancing thing, you know the name of the song. What's the name of the song that everybody's dancing to? Savage. Yeah, Savage. Okay. So my first time that I ever saw this was not on TikTok. It was Lizzo and all of her background dancers doing like the whole, is it the same one that goes the, that one? Mm. Or is that different? I don't know if it's that oh one. Oh my God. I'm so confused. See, I there's, don't even know what I'm talking about. There's a bunch of them out there, though, right now. The the savage okay. one is like, I'm a savage. Nasty, bougie, ratchet. Da, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I should have looked okay. this up before. Okay. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. I don't want you to know any more than you already do. That's cheating. So <laughs> my first, uh, I, I'm wrong then. So I thought it was the Lizzo thing, which it's not. That's clearly something else, but everybody's <laughs> doing that, too. Um, my first thing seeing that was the Carol Baskin video. Mm-hmm. I saw that a million times. And then later I saw the like real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So who sings that? Like, what is this? I don't know. Actually... Is it a song that inspired the dance or the dance inspired the song? So, okay. I'm looking this up right now, but what's funny is I actually, I heard the song on TikTok first and then I went to Pop Rising, which is a Spotify playlist and I listen to it all the time. And I heard the song on there and I was like... <laughs> Oh, this is from just like a new song that's come out, but I definitely heard it on TikTok first, which is really funny. Yeah. I'm trying to so Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. It's coming. It's good. <laughs> you guys can't see this right now, but Brittany is getting down <laughs> over FaceTime. Okay. But yes, it's okay. by that person. Megan Thee Stallion. I apologize if I did not say that correctly. Okay. Well, I think what this really boils down to, we're spending quite a bit of time on this, but (laughs) I think what it boils down to is watching these videos with all of these dance moves makes me feel really inadequate. Yeah. Yeah. I watch it and I'm like, it doesn't even look that hard. And I grew up like dancing quite a bit and I don't think I can do these things. And you know why? Here's part of it. I think part of it is because it's mirrored. Oh, I didn't think about that. Like you're not doing the same thing. You're they're doing the opposite of what you would be doing because it's on camera. Have like, you you're tried not, it though? I wonder if they have the effect no. set so that it's not that way. I'm not willing to try it and <laughs> fail. Are you I, kidding me? Well, and part of me, I hear what you're saying, and I do actually agree. But at the same time, I see so many uncoordinated people on there that, like, you can tell they actually don't wouldn't be a good dancer just in general but then like they're following these motions and I'm like oh okay maybe I could do this and then and then you see all these cute videos with everybody during quarantine where it's like they're doing it with their grandpa or their like dad and it's like adorable so that's the part where for a while I was like I can't get into this TikTok thing but now that we've been quarantined and everybody seems to be doing it I'm like Okay, fine. Sure. Maybe I will do there, it. I don't think there would be anything cuter than me doing that with my dad or like <laughs> one know. of my nieces. You and your dad would, that be, would be so cuter. cute. Oh my God. He's the cutest human. You guys human. can FaceTime and you can teach him I'm a savage. <laughs> Maybe I actually will, but I'm going to send him the I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Oh my God. Please do that. <laughs> Forgive it. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't. Thank you for introducing me to that. It was fantastic. So clearly TikTok is just killing it right now. When and if they go public, I want to invest. I think. I'll I'll think about it more later. Uh, so beyond that, okay, there's lots of stuff going on. Let's just stay with the social media for a second, I think. Instagram Live. Why? In my humble opinion. <laughs> Why? That is the question. In my humble opinion, I didn't want to watch them before quarantine. No. And now you go on Instagram any time of day and they always put lives at the top of your feed or whatever before everything else. I will have to scroll and scroll and scroll to get past the lives. It's a problem. It is. I don't understand why 
everyone, this is going to take me down a rabbit hole, thinks that we want to know what they're doing or like wants to engage with us live. And I think it's just because everybody is so starved for connection and communication. But at this point, I don't know that we are anymore. I personally feel overloaded and feel like I need some freaking alone time. Oh, I agree. Because now you're having to do everything on your phone and on your tablet or screen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. So uh, Josh and I were watching any given anything right now, but like every single actual commercial on TV right now is about quarantine. Yeah. You know, we're missing connection when you're missing your family, when you're blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to see another single commercial trying to like tickle my funny bone on missing people. Yeah. I can do that on my own. I already do on my own. And me seeing your brand respond to it is not impressive. I'm like, just make a cool ad that makes me want to buy your shoes. Yeah. I don't want to hear any more about quarantine. Just make a cool ad. That's a great point. Exactly. Just make a cool ad. Yeah. If you're not going to make a cool ad, it better like make me cry yeah. like <laughs> like a um, veteran coming home video and seeing yes. his dog level cry. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. You know what I mean? If it's not there, save it. Like you're wasting your marketing dollars is how I feel because I don't even want to see it anymore. I I want it to be off. Yeah. I saw some article. It was somebody who had put a bunch of ads side by side that are all like during the coronavirus and how they like basically all just look the same and all are saying the same shit because it's like. They do. (laughs) Why? The best one I've seen come out was from Apple. Um, They did like a decent job on one and it was like refreshing to see one that wasn't as annoying as the rest. But I'm like, oh my God, I don't need to see like another spliced situation of somebody talking to someone on a, you know, computer. No, I agree. And here we are giving them more (laughs) airtime. That's true. It's just annoying. It is true. But I just don't understand on some level. I do. I am. I almost feel like you said the devices are what are, that's what's keeping us connected right now. But I'm so tired of being on them. The the last thing I want to do is like tune into somebody's live. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You know, like today I was doing some work that I needed to make up from, from earlier in the week. And it's like, as I was sitting here, I'm like, there's no separation from, anything at home and I feel like that's taking there's like a fatigue or like a toll from just like the screens you know like at home used to mean like screens were fun or like you know you watch shows and now it's like there's this muddled association am I picking up my device to work or am I picking it up to enjoy it or I don't know and it just all seems like overwhelming it does it feels overwhelming I really am getting to a place where like I miss people like crazy yeah but like it's not even I'm not even in a place where I feel like I miss people anymore I just miss the things I used to do with people yeah no I yeah because I'm I feel pretty connected as a whole you know I wish I could like hug you people yeah but like I know (laughs) other than that I'm like I don't feel like crazy disconnected in a certain way yeah and I also feel like once life goes quote-unquote back to normal I feel like I might start having like um almost like an anxiety about it where like it might be like too much at once. <laughs> I've wondered that too, where I'm like, there's a part of me that's dying to hang out with with all of my friends as social as we are, both you yeah. and I. But there's another part of me that's like, are we going to become so sacred with this time that we're like, oh, maybe I'll see you in like two weeks instead of like several times a week. I don't know. Like, is it going to seem like too right. much too soon or I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I think about that too. Yeah, and then like, you know, having a few core groups of people in my life too. Like I want to see everyone and I miss everyone, but like I just wonder if we're all going to feel a little overloaded at first. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting. I will, I was mm-hmm. going to say, it's not on our list, but just talking about um, apps and like we talked about TikTok and there's Instagram Live, but like something that was cool we did the other night was we got had like a game night and we used an app called uh, House House Party House yeah House Party, which was fun and we were able to like in all of this quarantine we've done like a bunch of girls hangouts and stuff but we hadn't like gotten our little group together to just do like something fun and so we hopped on there and did a little heads up and a little Pictionary and whatever it's called on there it was like I don't remember what it was called yeah but that was fun. So, fun so there's been a couple things where it's like. I was very skeptical for a while where I'm like, this is, it's going to be stupid or too much work, but that actually was a lot of fun. So we enjoyed that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It like fills your, it fills up your soul, your heart and your it soul did. It made me feel good. with happiness and love. 
yeah and laughter oh my gosh i laughed so hard last night and y'all kept playing like forever but i laughed so hard in that like 15 minutes oh your your version of what a bottom was (laughs) had me crying laughing (laughs) it was like it was a bottom i I don't know you think that a heart is a bottom or or also like a ball sack is a bottom (laughs) Because that's what it looked like. <laughs> I, there is no doubt I was drawing something that was in the nether regions. A hundred percent. But I was just like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. House party is so fun. Oh my God. I want to play. Not it an ad, but worth downloading. Yeah, totally. I kept hearing about it, but like the whole Marco Polo thing came and went, I feel. And then um, house party. But I feel like that one has more staying power. Yeah, it was fun. So there's other stuff that's going on too. That's been like the whole social media thing, right? But there's also been some backlash with the wealthy and like the rich and famous with how they've been handling the virus. And early on, um, did you see, it's been a few weeks now, but a few weeks ago, Gal Gadot started this whole thing with her and her famous, rich, beautiful buddies. I did. I did see it. To sing the song Imagine. Yeah. For starters, she started the song and she can't sing. Yeah. So that was already a fail. I, I think when it first started, I was like, is this supposed to be funny? I'm not yeah. sure. I'm going yeah, to stay tuned sure. to see. And-, and it's easy to say because everybody is saying it that like, oh, they missed the mark. But they did. And there's a couple of reasons why. I think for one, um, it was put out, in my opinion, really early. Mm hmm in the quarantine situation so it had like just started happening and like these people have resources that everyone else doesn't Chrissy Teigen handles everything like a pro but at some point somebody had like tried to call her out about quarantining being hard or something she was like I'm not trying to say any which way that it's like that I know that I'm at home with my nanny and you know the people who live here in my house like I know that I have it easy and I'm like Chrissy you get it yeah and you're not starting she's just she really is just the best all hail Chrissy be run for president I'll (sighs) vote for you seriously like she just has her shit together yeah. and she's not starting something and I and the thing about it Gal Gadot I love her I do too it was well-intentioned totally it's just all these it's just like read your people. audience like it was not appropriate yes. yeah yes read the room like there are people out there who like their kids don't have lunch anymore and breakfast anymore because they don't get to go to school where they have that resource yeah and you're like oh let's sing a sweet song and maybe if we just like all sing the sweet song then like we'll all feel really sweet and sing songy I know and it's hard because I will say on the other side you could say well they're just trying to do something nice and it was well-intentioned but I think what's hard is like just because it's well-intentioned doesn't mean it was the right thing to do and that's just like a hard truth sometimes is like there's going to be more people that are going to take it the wrong way than the right way. And I think that's where you have to question, like, just because it's a creative idea or something you think might help, like, how much is it really going to help? I don't know. Yeah. So, like, I, it, Well, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't help at all. And on that topic, another person who apparently isn't helping at all is Ellen DeGeneres. Which is so she sad. I know it's so sad, Brittany. And so living in L.A., something that happens quite a lot is you hear a story about somebody and they're like, oh, that person's a monster. That person's a monster. I hate that person. They're so mean, blah, blah, In my personal opinion, you have to take those stories with a grain of salt mm-hmm. because anybody can be having a bad day. Anybody can come off, you know, um, poorly in any given situation. But when you keep hearing it over and over, over and over from unrelated sources Mm -hmm. you start to believe it yeah so I've heard this about Ellen for a long time have you heard that Ellen's a monster for a long time I've heard this from somebody somebody that worked on her show so yes I feel like I've heard it yeah I've heard it for a long time but it's really hard to deal with that being a truth when she's the person who ends every single episode of her show with be kind and she's like be kind merchandise and she's do you know she does big grand gestures in the world for individuals and you know entire groups of people so I don't think anybody's all good or all bad but she has gotten in hot water in the last week or so because obviously production is shut down for everything and she moved some of her content to be streaming online and she didn't bring on her regular production crew to do that she outsourced it to somewhere else and meanwhile all of her long-standing employees are jobless and she didn't communicate any of it to them 
I didn't know that she outsourced it. I had read that like she did use some of her crew, but it was just like a small batch of them, but there was no communication with everybody else. But maybe it was outsourcing. Well, that potentially could be true too. Yeah. What I read said that she had hired like a separate company to do this oh. live stream situation. And maybe they have more, you know, know how or intel or something. Yeah. But the thing that you would think that would happen is that you would first go to your own team and say, hey, do you guys have the capability to make XYZ happen? Yeah. Before going somewhere else when you know good and well that these people now literally have no work and no way to put food on the table outside of unemployment. Yeah. Well, I think in this day and age, I mean, <sighs> speaking from somebody that works in the TV industry, it's like, it is such a weird world and I'm I can't tell you how fortunate to have a job for right now and same with Curtis because so many people do not um but like communication it seems like it's something that's across the board been an issue like for me it's not been much of an issue and but I know people who it's like yeah they're just waiting to hear or it's like everything's so indefinite and that's like the last thing you need Mm. right now on top of everything else it's like I feel like it's worse to just be telling people, oh, we don't know. It's like either be like, I'm going to commit the, you know, like say, say Disney. It's like they furloughed people, but it's like, here's the date. It's a more clear, concise answer of like how Mm -hmm. a plan. And I mean, I know with everything you have to have grace for people because nobody who plans for this, nobody plans for this. And a lot of us work, I don't know, maybe people who are listening don't realize this, but like, for example, Curtis is working on a show for disney plus and i work on a show on uh animal planet but like we don't work for animal planet we work for a production company and a lot of those are really tiny um almost like a mom and pop shop feel and so i understand that like it's hard to probably figure out how to handle all this but with something i say all that to say then with ellen a gigantic show you just would think that it would be handled a little bit better And I know Ellen's going to have to do something to come back from this because that's not been her only negative press lately. There was this really interesting Twitter thread Mm -hmm. that was started two or three weeks ago. And I just came across the Twitter thread at the time and then it started making the news. But I was up late one night reading hundreds and hundreds of responses where this guy was just kind of like... You know, we've all heard things about Ellen here and there, but like, I want to hear directly from you guys. What are the terrible things that have directly happened to you in your experience with Ellen? And the stories that people, you know, they truncate it into a 140, 160 character tweet, whatever. But the stories people have about her are atrocious. Yeah. And then there was a one like Nikki tutorials just came out with all her whole thing. Yes. Oh my God, her whole experience Mm -hmm. on the Ellen show. It's just really, it's a really, it's an interesting thing that we're living in the time that we are during this quarantine period, this virus, we're living contagion at the moment. And this is big enough news to be picked up like again and again and again. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, you got to be like really phoning it in on life (laughs) for (laughs) this to be making headlines next to the world shutting down. Yeah. But I think something to keep in mind is Ellen at her core, like maybe Ellen in person in real life uh, is like the best person ever. I don't know. Never met her. We're speculating all of this. But at the end of the day, like, you've become a brand and the people you hire represent you and your brand. And even if it's other people that are causing you to have a bad name, like then you got to figure that shit out because yeah. that's the thing is like, I, I always feel kind of bad where I think about like, Oh, but maybe, maybe she didn't really mean that. But it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like the buck stops with you and however you are involved, it's going to make you or break you. And right now there's obviously been some cracks and things are getting through the cracks and mm-hmm. that sucks. So, yeah, and it's really I think what it boils down to, let's just assume for this argument's sake that all of these reports are true that she is a monster and, you know, has really bad behavior and like behaves like a rich entitled human being and all whatever. You have to know that unless you are like paying people off and keeping your ugly tight and close, mm-hmm. the truth is going to come out. Yeah. It's bound to happen, and um, I think again, it is that time, that thing, that juxtaposition of she says be kind, and turns out she might be awful. Whatever the case may be, I feel like you also have to like speak out about that narrative. I I want to hear from Ellen, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I want her to pipe up. I don't want her to ignore it. Yeah. Like I feel like this has been ignored for 
a decade that these stories have existed. Yeah. And now we're in a time when kindness is more necessary than ever. And the queen of kindness might be like truly the opposite. Yeah. No, oh, it's interesting. And it's like, I, I just think it's like an abuse of, of power situation. Who Who knows? knows? Hopefully she's not really that terrible. But then if you are not that terrible, then fix it. Yeah. And, and like prove it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you're in a place... Like, we've elected you to be an official, Ellen. Yeah. We've elected you to be the queen of kindness is yeah. what we have done. I and know. we elect you and we vote for you every time we watch your show and keep it on the air and buy your merchandise and follow you and laugh at your funny jokes because they're funny. She has this really great joke about a vacuum cleaner. I'll never forget <laughs> it. And it's a great joke. But I just need her to practice what she preaches. So, yeah, since we're on a downer. Yes. Um, I didn't know all the ways that this virus and... COVID-19 I did not know all the ways that it can affect your body Mm -hmm. besides the things that they talk about like just like the respiratory issues and you know like being kind of like a pneumonia Mm -hmm. well Nick Cordero who is if you're into Broadway pretty much like a household name for Broadway consumers Mm -hmm. musical theater consumers um, he really made a name for himself on um, the Broadway show Waitress Mm -hmm. a few years back Um, he contracted the virus and it caused complications in his blood flow in his legs and this guy is a musical theater master singer dancer actor and he had to have his leg amputated from complications due to the virus of the blood clots and everything yes i did not even know that was a thing with well, this and i don't know this so i won't pretend to know to know but what i had read was and th- and this is like honestly where a lot of the covid stuff i don't know whether it's like is this something when they say complications is it like because he was in ICU for so long which obviously was because of covid that then any then i wonder like so anytime anybody's in ICU you run the risk of things like blood clots and things like that i don't know if it necessarily caused a blood clot right, but because that's a good he's point. in ICU i mean honestly that's like a this whole problem thing. wouldn't have existed if you hadn't been there for that but like it's not directly from the exactly. virus is what you're like that's yeah. what i think there's a lot of cases like that where it's, it is like obviously because they have the virus it's caused them to become so sick and now they are in ICU but like some of those complications aren't necessarily like COVID made you have blood clots and maybe it did. I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm just, it's one of the things I read kind of made me feel like it was because he's in ICU for so long that this can be a complication. It's like one of those things where it doesn't happen that often, but it did in his case. And now because of that, they had to Mm -hmm. make a decision, which is terrible. Like horrific, like just... Yeah. I just cannot wrap my head around it. Like if, if somebody was like, I mean, he, they said he's had it for, I think 18 days. So if somebody was like 19 days from now, Tiffany, you're going to have to make a decision to remove one of your limbs I, like, and one of your limbs that directly plays into like, your like cor- losing a limb by itself is yeah as traumatic as anything I think can be. But when it directly plays into your line of work as well. Yeah. It's like this is basically your life is ending as you've ever known it. I mean, it would feel that way as regardless, but like I can't, I can't imagine. I can't. Imagine. Yeah, I'm just like heartbroken about. it. I'm really like, um, I keep ruminating over that because, and if it's one of those things too. I don't understand why us humans are the way that we are. You know, they talk about, you know, we see like um, animal abuse in a movie or something, and it affects us so deeply. But we're so desensitized to like humans dying in a movie that we don't even like sure. blink about it. Yeah, I feel a little bit that way in a situation like this where it's like there have been thousands of deaths, absolutely horrible. They're horrible. But then I hear about somebody who's beating it, but loses a limb and has to live the rest of their life dealing with that. Like, I know that this is going to be a triumph story for this guy on some level. Mm -hmm. It's just not a story you ever want to have to, you don't ever want that to be your triumph story. Yeah, no. We, We all were like, 2019 was so shitty. And now we're sitting here four months in and going like, this is literally the worst thing. Nobody could have even conjured this up. It was, it's just like, it's unimaginable. It's completely absurd. And the lives that have been lost related to it and things like this. Yeah. I think is just really notable. It's that thing of, you know, whatever you believe about the afterlife, you know, the people who are hurting are the ones who are left behind who have lost someone. When you die, 
you're just like gone. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah. But when you are still here and you will live with the effect of having had that virus for the rest of your life mm-hmm. by losing something like a limb or whatever the case may be or another person, um, that is what really like breaks my heart. No, I, I totally agree. All right, so this is the pivot of all pivots, Brittany. Let's do it. Let's bring it <laughs> on up. Gotta. Let's just let's bring just it back. Write up. it up to heaven. Tell me about yeah. all these positive things that are coming down the road. <laughs> okay, so while we could never know what 2020 was going to bring, it kind of feels like TV did yeah. with the Joe <laughs> Exotics and all these things. And on Netflix, they have just released a new dating show, which is their thing now, apparently. Mm-hmm. And a show this weekend was released called Too Hot to Handle. Yes. Discuss. Um, well, so far, all I have seen, uh, I've only seen about 15, 20 minutes of the first episode. And I don't know. I have... Okay, so I will give the disclaimer that although I watch a lot of highbrow television, I also watch a lot of lowbrow television. And um, I watched... Uh, what was it called? Oh, Love, Love Island... What is it called? Yeah. Yeah. So Love I watched Island. Love Island, Temptation Island. Most of the dating shows, I like I'm in. It's just, it's like brain, it's a candy for the brain. And I just, I just love it. I don't know why I love it. I don't know if it's because like I never was in that world. So I find it fascinating or if it's just interesting. I don't know. It's terrible. I'm aware that it's terrible, but I like it. So all that said, the 15 minutes that I've seen so far, it's terrible. Like, premise is terrible, but I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I know. So I can tell you. So something that came out about a year ago now is every year, the networks decide what they're shopping for. Mm-hmm. So about a year ago, it came up that, like, all they care about was social experiments. All we want is a social experiment. So we don't care what even, like, the format of the show is or the um demographic or anything as long as it's a social experiment mm-hmm. so um love is blind yeah just came out was number one on netflix which like they've never even released anything like that before until now huge smash it for them total social experiment too hot to handle also a social experiment and it's interesting because when you keep watching Brittany, you're gonna see i'm on episode three no big deal <laughs> you're gonna see that like what they're trying to do is essentially the same thing that love is blind did except they put in a cash prize and a little more raunch okay but they're trying to get people to make actual connections without sex without the physical where there's part. no like the physical part yeah mm-hmm. is canceled out um obviously they're going about it in a different way on this one but that is what they're trying to achieve um it's almost like Bachelor in Paradise meets Love is Blind meets Are You the One Okay. on MTV. Okay. Like all of those things together. And here's the thing about it. So remember, it's been quite some time now, but remember back on the old days of The Bachelor and Bachelorette where they would have the fantasy suite nights and the question was always like, did they or didn't they? Like, are mm-hmm. they all having sex in there? And it was never talked about. It was very mum. Totally. And like respectful almost. Yeah. This is is the complete polar opposite. Mm. It's so on the other spectrum of things. Like in the first episode, you probably already seen yeah. the first episode. They're like sex. No, that's sex, when I saw sex. that where it was like, it was like with, the, I feel like it was within the first minute or two in like the, this is what's happening on this season. And it said something about like, it was like right in your face graphic. The word, like yeah. Something. And I was like, oh, okay. Totally. We're just going to call it out. All right. Yeah. So I'm just like curious, you know, you work in the TV world. I used to. What is like your what do you how do you feel like we've gotten to this place? Because my opinion on it is I think we've gotten to this place with the deregulation of the standards that cable TV has to abide yeah. by. Oh, I so agree. like on Netflix and things like that. You don't you know, you can say any curse word you pretty much want. Yeah. There's no, no this would never this would never make it on like network television or no. like cable. No. It would be no. Yeah. But it like it's also interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting like why even have the standards to begin with if it's all going to end up on a platform like this and it's not regulated. But I think they haven't faced it's like they haven't faced it yet. Although Netflix has been putting out content for a while now, there hasn't been there haven't been that many things that have like truly pushed the envelope to the point that 
like as in your face as this is it'll be interesting because i don't i don't feel like cable is gonna change that much i think everything's just like shifting to these digital platforms Mm -hmm. but like i feel like this about phase has really happened in the last like five six years like that's pretty quick it is pretty quick well i think what it's taking away is like when i was a kid and bachelor first started you know i started watching that show with my mom like i would never watch a show like this with my kid or my mom (laughs) no but I think it's also interesting, and this is a whole other topic, which we should definitely talk about sometime, is like morality. Yeah. It's interesting because I love how even on The Bachelor, like with Hannah and all the stuff coming out about her having sex with the whole windmill thing and whatever, like I'm all about them being a little more open about it because like everybody knows what's happening behind closed doors anyways. They're just not talking about it. But I know that there's a line of being respectful so there's still mm-hmm. like there's that to play with the 20 somethings yeah. and sort of the fluidity of sexuality and and so with that yeah. you're going to get more programming that's all over the place and having to cater towards a generation of people that are looking at morality in a different way. Yeah, it's it's an interesting social experiment I guess whatever it's definitely trashy but I'm here for it. Um in slightly less trashy but equally cheesy <laughs> Yeah, I think that's accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Listen to Your Heart, which is the Bachelor spinoff, premiered Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this past week. I made Josh watch it with me because he is a musician and there is nothing in this world, in my opinion. He's going to kill me. I don't don't know if there's anything he dislikes quite as much as a (laughs) singer-songwriter. And he's a musician. Like the term, like I'm a singer-songwriter person? Well, for sure, like the term, but just like the whole like... And I think that this is actually, uh, among a lot of musicians, a feeling. But um, it, it just, like, I think there's a perception that singer-songwriters are cheesy. Oh, okay. Interesting. And not really that musical. You sure, know what I sure. mean? That makes it's sense. It's, like, cool. Like, like the Taylor Swifty kind of people. Yeah. You know? You're like, you don't play like, an instrument super well, but you're a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Right. Like, that was a cute rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. So there's a ton of that in this, but I am so here for it. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good, wholesome fun. It is. And it's like, it. I was telling Curtis, because he's. I was like, are you going to watch this? And he was like, I'm down, but I wanted to watch it for our podcast tonight. So he's going to catch up. But I was trying to describe it to him, and I was like, it's kind of like Bachelor Pad, like, Back in the day, Bachelor Pad mm-hmm. mixed with just, you know, musicians and a good time. I think it'll be good. I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's fun. I definitely think it's fun. I could see, I felt like um, casting, coming from the perspective of somebody who used to work in casting for a long time, I think casting really struggled. I wondered that too. Like, I have not yeah. worked in casting, but I was kind of surprised at some of the people yeah. who were cast. I was like, same oh this is interesting I think it was hard because you have several things you've got to hit here you they've got to be somewhat attractive even though there are people on this show that I think are not attractive whatsoever Mm -hmm. like not at all but they somebody has to find them attractive they've got to have some semblance of talent because this is not an American Idol situation where you want some people to suck yeah like there's varying levels of talent but still they've all got to have some sort of talent on top of that they want them to have a story and hopefully it's a love story with heartbreak and all this stuff there's a lot of things going on yeah so I think I do think casting struggled but I think it's fun to see these people come to LA and get to go have the experiences that they're getting to have too in the places like the Capitol Records thing and you know getting to work with those producers John Mayer's producers and things like that so I think it's worth the watch I agree I give it um so like there's thumbs down there's sideways thumb and there's thumbs up I give it like like a three quarter 45 degree angle towards the top okay I I think that's accurate (laughs) okay so my last thing I want to say about listen to your heart something I really like that they did at least on the first week or two or it's only been one week so far on the first week I like that after a rose has been given out those people exit the room entirely oh I liked that too that was fun where they're like standing there waiting to see who comes yeah yes like they're as excited or like you know on the edge of their seat as we are I really I thought that that was a really nice production move way to go ABC That's, that's smart I think that's kind of fun I hadn't I like yeah. I liked that but I hadn't processed it until you just brought it up because I was like oh that's kind of fun because they're like who could it be and then they didn't even totally. like at the very spoiler alert if you haven't watched it I'm gonna just say it but like skip ahead like a minute after this 
Um, <laughs> but when they bring out the last couple and it's like the guy that you thought was going home, I, I don't know if you noticed that, but they didn't even have her say the name who she, or maybe they did. Right. Have no, her pick they, they just walked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like that. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, I did too. And that was what made me notice it was that they didn't show her saying, but I told Josh was watching it with me and I was like, it's going to be that guy because none of the other yeah. guys got airtime except the douchey one. Yeah. Um. Wow. What a douche too. Oh. oh. Who hurt him and made him that know. way? I don't understand it. It's like the class clown who like never outgrew the class clown. Yeah. Behavior. Yeah. <sighs> cool. So if there are any other trash TV recommendations we need Please to get know. caught up on, let us know. Or yeah. it doesn't even have to be trash. It could just be good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. Well, in further pop culture news, um, this might not seem like that big of a deal, like off right off the bat, but on ESPN this week, for one, they've had nothing to talk about for <laughs> like 35 days. I've never it's thought about that. Oh my God. Brittany, they have nothing to talk about <laughs> on ESPN. Almost every day, Josh and I will pause like in our work day, um, to watch, like eat lunch and watch. There's a show that comes on every day called First Take and, it's the same thing all the time. So, like, you know, Tom Brady left the Patriots a couple weeks ago, and they're still talking about it because there's no sports. There's nothing. They should start, like, watching people play beer pong, like, virtually or something. And, and Oh, Brittany. Narrate the it. The things that they're doing. They had a spelling bee marathon the other day on ESPN. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was, like, 15 years worth of spelling bees, which I'm very into. But (laughs) thankfully for them, um, ESPN is putting out a Michael Jordan documentary today, actually, um, the day that we are recording this. And this is somewhat of a big deal for a few different reasons. One, they have nothing to talk about. So yay. (laughs) Two, Michael Jordan, you know, they say like he's arguably the best athlete of not only his generation, but like this current lifetime. Like of like all they'll time, pit yeah. him against Yeah, like of all time. They're like yeah. it's like him and like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. It's like the kind of the two people. And then there's other people coming up, but still, like even now with the LeBron James and people like that, they're still like mm, Michael Jordan You're still is the not, best of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But meanwhile, he has not had like post career, yeah, um, the same like public persona as a lot of people who finish up and keep on going. Like Shaquille O'Neal is in every commercial ever, and yeah, you know, even Kobe. Like after he got out, he had like a lot of other stuff going on. Of course, he was younger, but Michael Jordan has been somewhat private in mm-hmm. a certain way. That's what I was gonna say. I'm guessing it's by yeah. choice. Yeah. So, well, I think that there's a few things that go into it. You know, he like owns. Who's he own? The Hornets or something in Charlotte. I might be wrong about that. He owns some team over there. But um, he's mostly a behind-the-scenes guy now. And part of that, some people speculate, is because when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame like a decade ago, he gave a scathing speech oh, when he got inducted. Yeah, I didn't know about this. Um, yeah, so I was like re-watching some of it today just because this documentary, documentary is coming out. And I was like, hmm. And ever since that happened... It was a little bit, it was a bit of a petty speech. And you know those like things in your life that you're like, if I could only say all these things and then everybody would know the truth. Mm -hmm. The thing is, everything he said in that speech a decade ago was probably true and then some. Yeah. The problem is when you get up and you're a respected person and you show that side, your petty side, Mm. that that is probably deserving you're the one who gets the heat, not the people you're talking about. Because all of a sudden they're like, what? That's what happened. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, they're that. like, oh, like, can't you rise above? Can't you be better than that? Like, all these kind of things. And uh, yes and no. Sometimes people just, like, are over it. And the thing was, some of the things he was even petty about, like, he made a comment in that speech about the ticket prices being so much higher for the Hall of Fame um, induction, whatever, event that night because he was the one being inducted. So they were, like, jacking up the prices. And for one, like, who says that about themselves, even if it's true and for two he made a comment that like he had to pay for his own ticket to his own thing and I'm like yeah and I'm like well you're a billionaire so nobody really cares yeah like don't feel bad for you sorry (laughs) nobody feels bad exactly so it's those kind of things we're on principle he's right that's ridiculous but secondly you just gotta there's certain things in being a public figure yeah you just don't and and then everybody continues to revere you because you're still that thing in their mind yeah who isn't petty you're still a champion So anyway, there's some speculation that he has been a bit under the radar since back then because of how poorly that speech went over. Interesting. 
and now this documentary is coming out and it's exciting because he does have a really good story and a lot of adversity and I really I'm just hoping that there's like an entire section dedicated to Space Jam yes oh I was just gonna say Space Jam I could still recite all of those songs basketball Jones I got my basketball we watched it like two weeks ago did I tell you that no we we it's on something Netflix or something we watched it it was so great oh I, I we watched that so many times growing up you got to watch it with Nadia and Beckett and see what I they know, think. I know, I should. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So is the is the documentary just like, it's just his story, his life story? Yeah, well, I think from what I understand, like one of the big things in it are he used to write letters to his mom, I guess, mm-hmm. all the time. And um, those letters, like a bunch of them are being read in the documentary. Okay. So that's just really insightful to see. It's essentially like reading somebody's journal from that time of what they were dealing with. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm- so I am excited. I hope uh, first take tomorrow is going to have some fresh news to talk about. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I also will say I love that you guys have like a routine that at lunch you watch like a show because it reminds me of like number one, it tells me that Curtis and I should start something like that because that's very cute. <laughs> but also like growing up, um, I have more of a memory of this like when we were not in in school, like on our holidays or whatever. My mom would watch Larry King live in South Africa at the same time every day. I don't know what time it would have been in the States. Um, And we would sit and watch Larry King live at noon in South Africa every single day. And it just that, I don't know, that reminded me of that when you said that. So totally. Yeah. Well, and I should say too, it's very casual. Like we probably do it three or four out of five days of the work week. You know, it's not a ritual, but yeah, but like, and it's literally like the 20 minutes we're eating and we're done. But yeah, you know, now that we talk about it, it is kind of cute. It's cute. It's very cute. It's very cute. There's little things like that, yeah. And then at sundown, we throw the football. Anyway. I love it. I guess we are getting cuter. I'm like, I'm ready to kill him, and he's ready to kill me, but we have cute things. Earlier today, I was <laughs> like, I don't know if we should be fighting because something's wrong with us, or if we just have been around each other too much, and we were decided that it's we've been around each other too much. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, did you hear about all this concert stuff that's happening? I did. A part of me wants to avoid it because knowing that we're not going to have large gatherings means things like there's not going to be Hollywood Bowl. And I know these are first world world problems and L.A. problems and all those things. But there are things that bring me joy in the summer. And I'm just very sad. I know. And you guys are like really committed to the Hollywood Bowl. We just love it. I think it's I don't know what it is about it, but there's something very magical about it that I find. Oh, totally. It's a very like Disney type experience, yeah. even though it's not Disney no, at all. But it's great. But it has that same kind of feeling. It's like a such a culminating experience. Yeah. And everybody's there for the same reason. I totally agree. Yeah. I think it's magical. I feel like at if you've been to a Disney park, like a Disney World or whatever, Epcot, at the end of the night, there's always that one big show mm-hmm. at the end of the night. And that's what it feels like at the Hollywood Bowl every that's single time. Totally. And I think like the first time, I think it also has so much meaning because our, our dear friend Sharice took us when we first moved to LA. And I was like, people, you know, like they, the Hollywood Bowl hosts all kinds of events, things that are like where you can't bring stuff in or whatever but for the most part during the Hollywood Bowl summer season you can like bring in a picnic and bring in wine and bring in like all kinds of things and it's just this whole like it feels like just wonderful summer event and I don't know I love it so much we haven't gone nearly as much as we did like years and years ago but I was actually really excited about this summer because I was like the kids are old enough where we could go to a bunch of like just those like classical nights and now there's no way that's happening at all this summer the way that the mayor well the governor all everybody we're not going to have any gatherings and all of that comes (laughs) there's going to be lots of repercussions from this COVID-19 stuff so I know it's so gnarly yeah but Uh, you're going to be you're affected by this because yes you had some big plans this summer Yes, multiple things. Josh had like some really big opportunities for like some major shows, um, which, you know, they'll eventually happen, but like maybe not in the next year to year and a half. Like we don't know. Um, And then some of my best friends in Florida were planning to come here in July for a concert that we bought tickets for last like October. Mm. Um, And it was the Taylor Swift concert. And we like kind of figured it was going to be it's not until the end of July, though, either, to be fair. Yeah. But we were kind of like, you know, it's April now. We're like, oh, we haven't heard anything. And then she put out a statement that she is canceling her shows like through the year. And 
it's just so upsetting because <laughs> like the day like we've been looking at Airbnbs because like a group of them are coming out it was going to be this whole thing and now um I haven't even like acknowledged head on like I'm aware it's not happening but I haven't like grieved it yet yeah it was just going to be so fun and it wasn't even so much about the show but that's the thing about a show like that is it's everything that goes with it it's yeah. the people and the experience and all those things and now it's not happening I feel like if I acknowledge those things it means that like other things are going to happen that haven't happened yet and that's why part of me doesn't want to acknowledge it because like yeah for me which is unrelated to concerts but it's like as of now they have not canceled like summer camp and Mm -hmm. I know that could very well happen but it might just get pushed till midway through the summer because at some point kids are gonna have to go like people can't indefinitely not work and so it's all that said it's a selfish thing also for my kids' sake, and yes, I'm concerned about their safety, but I'm also concerned about us not all losing our minds. So I, there's things like that where I'm like, is everything just going to get canceled for the rest of the summer, which could definitely happen. But if that happens, then I have to process that, and I can't process yeah. that yet. Because <laughs> right now I can process one more month. I'm like, okay, got to get to the end of May. Okay, I can uh-huh. do that. But if you tell me that they're not going to go to any summer camp and all of the beaches are going to be closed for the rest of like that kind of shit. I can't handle right now. Can't don't cry. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it. Cause I like, honestly, if that does happen, then I'm going to be like, we're going to get in our car. We're going to go road trip somewhere where we can just like get out for a little while. I've never gone to the grand Canyon. Maybe we'll have to do that too. <gasps> You've never been to the grand Canyon Mm-mm. road trip. It's happening. I know. <laughs> I've just flown over it and seen it, but, um, no yeah yeah maybe something like that that's a great idea and you guys have a convertible I know like you'd probably want to take the van for something like that but you shouldn't oh no we should just take the convertible yeah for sure yeah yeah so that's a bummer and they think that you know obviously it makes sense but like these large gatherings can be like the last thing to come back and I'm even nervous just about going to the gym when all this is over yeah quote unquote over but like when we reopen and that's a huge part of my livelihood is I work for a fitness company and we run transformative camps and you know there are smaller groups 25-ish people or so but um, you know, with the in and out of people at the gym, there can be 50 something people there, you know, between classes and all this. And it just, it makes me a little bit nervous and not again for myself. Yeah. Like I'm not concerned, but it is the, uh, it's the transmission of like carrying it to people who should not have it. Yeah. So I'm nervous, but I mean, in the meantime, right now, another, I guess, pop culture thing that has exploded, <laughs> um, unexpectedly is online workouts. I did not think that they would have the, reach that they do but like people are really into these online workouts because I think they're grasping for any sort of normalcy I agree I was kind of skeptical about whether that would actually be something that would be successful but you and like what's happening with Lacey and like tons of other people is that a lot of people yeah that it's super successful because it's a way to connect with people yeah and in a way that you never would have thought to do before and now it's like which we've talked about before I'm like is this gonna be a new thing that they do even if they go back to a normal like being a part of a gym maybe they have like on the side right these online workouts because like for me you know I'm a mom of two kids and like Lacey's workouts are ones that I've always been super interested in in terms of like the boot camps and stuff but because of like where the they're normally located yeah and work and school and stuff it's like essentially impossible to get to any of them right and it's like oh could you sign up for something like this and get that you you get a you get a piece of it a part of it totally in a way that like works with what you're doing yeah it has been interesting you know we've had as a business really had to make a big pivot and we're typically an in-person situation and we have like a virtual digital online platform that's subscription-based and that's been you know uh doing well as well but the difference with that is everything is pre-recorded. So we weren't sure, you know, with price points and stuff, and I don't know how much I should talk about all this, but it's just it. an interesting business conversation. Yeah, that, you know, um, obviously the subscription price point because everything's pre-recorded is lower, um, but we thought that maybe people wouldn't want to do the daily live workouts because that costs about the same as an entire month on the digital platform. Yeah. Um, and it turns out, no, people do want to come and do that. The difference is 
the fact that just, it's live it's, and it's live and social and, and it matters right to there. people and when Lacey and again I work for a company it's Lacey Stone Fitness and when Lacey's training everyone in the room you know she can be in her she's in her living room doing these workouts but she sees the people in the room and she goes Brittany and she like corrects your form right there Brittany I see that you know you need to lift that up higher Brittany whatever yeah and that is what people are responding to is like oh no I'm still having the connection with a person live I think so and it's been really it's been awesome and it's it's a scary thing for the brick and mortar studio like we they're gonna I think personally I think they're gonna rebound yeah when everything comes back it's gonna be a little bit slow because not everybody's gonna want to come out I think I'm gonna have to have that conversation with Lacey where I'm like I am not ready for this because yeah it's just too much too quick you know but um I do think that eventually they'll rebound and I think that this is a good sign that anytime something insane happens as long as we still have the internet like we're still going to be able to connect with people businesses such as this one will be able to pivot and still make revenue because yeah. at the end of the day a lot of people were giving away stuff for free and that's great and wonderful and everybody just had to figure it out for a minute but then at the end of the day a business gets to exist because of revenue yeah. you gotta pay and you have bills. to make revenue to continue exactly like without paying the bills like nobody gets this offering whatsoever but it's pretty amazing that you guys have been able to pivot and it be like successful it's yeah crazy it's amazing. It's been going great. And like brands have really been working with us and stuff too. So like on Saturday, we had a workout that um, one of our partners partnered with us on um, one bar and everybody who took Lacey's class on Saturday gets a free box of one bars. Yeah, that's cool. Like they're going to ship it to their home. Yeah. So like the brands are trying to help the, you know, ambassadors, the ambassadors are trying to help the brands. There's been a lot of really like quote unquote, it sounds whatever, but like beautiful things to come yeah. out of this too, where it's like, okay, you're struggling. I I'm struggling. How do we help each other struggle less? Yeah. I mean, it's like, obviously there's some terrible things happening, but I do think in all of this, there's a lot of beauty. There's a lot of things like in businesses and families and things that like, I, it almost takes, it's terrible because it's not, I don't think it's worth necessarily worth it, but it's like, it takes something like this to have so many businesses figure out how to pivot in a way that mm -hmm. you would have never done before. Like even in like my job, I mean, when you work in a production company or in the TV industry, working from home is like, especially if you're in like, like a, where you're dealing with actual footage, it's like unheard of because you don't want to like expose all of this stuff outside of the building and whatever. There's all these like security things, but then all of a sudden you're faced with a situation where you got to just deal with it. Yeah. And then all of everything's thrown out the window and you go, we can figure this out. And it's just forcing everybody to problem solve in a way that I think is going to eventually push everything forward mm -hmm. in a huge way. But obviously there's a huge cost. So it's not, I'm not saying that that's worth it, but I think there, there are some positive things that are going to come out of this. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where things end up whenever our yeah. new normal is. I know. <sighs> when will that be? And so something though that I am excited about dying. So <laughs> I feel Lacey and I in my business we work from home um, before all of this like 70% of the time we see each other quite a lot but also unless we had to shoot something or had like a specific meeting or something like that we work from home like we don't pay for rent in LA for you know for building, an office yeah. it's pointless yeah. yeah what would be the point but now that we don't get to see each other in person like at all we're on zoom calls and things like that all the time like way more than we ever would have been and I'm like why are we even doing this because we never <laughs> even did it before and it wasn't like we're missing you know yeah something like that which is so funny but I I will say that once all this is done and we have a new normal I hope that zoom not as a business and not with the online workouts and whatever and the needs but I hope as like a business practice where if you're in a work from home situation anyway I hope that it dies yeah <laughs> I haven't thought about that like I if have it, thought about it well, because like that's very interesting because I hadn't thought about like the fact that you work from home beforehand zoom was not a thing yeah. and now everybody's working from home zoom is a thing and now is that and now I have to see everybody all the time I'm like why <laughs> like why why do I like I would go the whole and not I mean it's no but you're fine. a great it's example totally of how this but has yes. changed I'm like why do we need to meet face to face for this like why can't we just have a phone call <laughs> That's so funny. I like I, I even though I know this and have processed this about the fact that you've been on so many calls I haven't 
fully process the fact that yes. like, before you were not on Zoom calls and now you are on Facebook. Now I am. And I'm like, <laughs> but what's the point? We never did this before. I know. And it is just, it does make a difference. But um, it's just funny. I'm like, when we go back to, we get to see each other, you know, the 30, 40% of the time each week or whatever, I think uh, Zoom won't be as much of our day to day anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. What it more or less is, is that I'm not putting myself together in the way that I would when I go out into the world. Sure. So I feel honestly just a little self-conscious. Yeah. And like, I am sitting here working, but like, if I have to see you while I'm doing it, I'm like, oh my God, I like, I didn't try at all today. Yeah. Yeah. I, totally. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because even like, I was, I wasn't working for a couple weeks during this, but then I am working again and we had daily calls and there's been, I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, we had daily calls without a fail, without fail. And then like, since returning to work, it's been like, how are you guys doing today? Do you need a call? Because I feel like you can yeah. tell people are like, how badly do we need to sit and like face each other and just right. like talk? So <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I'm the type of person where I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always good. <laughs> I'm like, does this need a call at all? I don't know. Yeah, but that's always kind of in my nature. I'm not like I don't like um like an office environment is like my least favorite thing of all time. Yeah. It's not for me. I thrive working on my own. Yeah, but also FaceTime in general, like I need a head. Like I love you. Yeah, but like if you just hit me up and FaceTime, I'd be like girl like totally. why are you facetiming me like i think this <laughs> is this is, an emergency uh, yeah you need me to look at like a bruise yeah. or like a pustule yeah. or something <laughs> exactly i think that i and i don't know if it's an age thing so i i think there's so many people like when my brother was living with us I, I, he would facetime with people where i'm like i would never just like that wouldn't be my default like i would just want to talk on the phone but that's just maybe that's a generation thing i don't know it's so funny this is um back to the future part two like where they talk to each other all the time on like video conferencing yeah. we're living it and donald trump is the president are you kidding oh me god yeah it's wow. crazy all right so we don't even tell them Brittany, that we've been numbering these yeah but we've made it to number 10 number 10 on our list <laughs> in our pop culture roundup Woo woo! and as promised it is the most important of them all it is do you follow Britney Spears on Instagram? Oh, I oh I do, and I I've seen what we're about to talk about. She like is my favorite Instagram, but also I'm concerned a little bit about her. Oh yeah, tell me why? Because absolutely yes, there's just something concerning. I don't know when it happened. It feels like a few years ago. I did a deep dive on her Instagram not long ago, where I just was like, when did this start? What happened? Mm-hmm. But it just feels like. And I'm totally judging her appearance when I say this, but it's like the dark makeup with like, I'm just, it feels like she's living in like a 25 year old world. And I don't know if it's because she's dating somebody super young or if. Is he super young? He's 25. Oh, okay. And she's 38, 9, 38. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she's been, I feel like she's been like, I don't know what other word to use other than like weird or strange since like the X Factor years. I feel like that's when she started becoming True. really weird. Yeah. No, I agree. Something was off, but there was even, so when did, when was that? Maybe what, five, six years ago? Yeah, that was like five or six years ago. And like, the okay, so the timeline of Britney, the breakdown was 2007. And then she was under the conservator, conservatorship of her dad, mm-hmm. which I think technically she still is. Yeah. But I feel like the strain, when she started like reemerging, um and becoming like strange I feel like it was like 2013 2014 yeah I when I went back through her Instagram there was even just a few years ago where some of the videos she posted and I know it's social media she seemed more what I would say normal-ish in them than the ones that she posts now it just it's like she'll post a picture and then another picture with Mm -hmm. a slightly like the tiniest difference filters and she's like can't pick which one and I'm like okay I and and what I'm also trying to figure out is it's like I'm sure there's people who are famous that have people that handle all of their social media and maybe she's just like, no, I'm the only one that's touching it. And she's yeah, I don't just think got... anyone touches her social media. No, her. I don't think anybody does either. Like there's no chance. No. It's just too bizarre. But we didn't, I didn't even get to the point of why I brought her up um, <laughs> other than she's a good convo. But she is always posting. She lives in a crop top with short um, or like low rise shorts. Mm-hmm. Perpetual early 2000s. Yes. Like, we get it, Brittany, you still, or re, I don't know, you have abs again. Yeah. Whatever, we get it. <laughs> it's all she wears. And she's always, like, dancing in the videos. Mm-hmm. And I watch them. They're a good time. Yeah, she's because always, like, she's modeling her bizarre. outfits. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little girl playing in front of a mirror. Yep. 
always playing dress is up. how it feels yeah that's a great always analogy. playing dress up yeah. and just dancing like i'm pretending to be a superstar but the thing is she is one but it feels that way there's almost something innocent about it like a disconnect it's totally weird. yeah but she danced on her instagram the other day to a justin timberlake <laughs> song and the internet lost its mind yeah as it should yeah so great Was it on the 20 year anniversary or i know she wrote in the caption something about it's been 20 years since our famous breakup or something maybe it has and maybe it was to the day i don't know for sure but it has been two decades yeah yeah since they broke up crazy and i don't know there's just something heartwarming about it it was it was very sweet and then he even like commented on it justin did that was gonna be my question did he i didn't see that he did comment on i think i saw it I follow like E News or something on Instagram. And they do like all the highlights, and it they so they screenshot her caption with his underneath, and it was something like, I don't want to, I'm I'm gonna get it wrong, but it was something, it was something sweet, like a crying, laughing face or something, Aww. something acknowledging what she posted. Um, oh nice so it was very sweet yeah. okay cool the way that I think I found out about this to begin with it maybe it was because he commented but I didn't see it I follow an account called um comments by celebs oh okay do you follow that oh it's Mm-mm. so great comments by it. celebs and all it is is screen caps of like other famous people commenting on famous people's things it's wonderful but it really is just darling I don't know it's something you know what it is it's a little bit of like a it's like when Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt run into each other on a red carpet and they acknowledge each other it's that yeah, feeling totally it, and it's like it's been so long now that there's not like this animosity or like Nobody cares about what did or did not happen. It's more just like sweet that they're acknowledging each other. Yeah, at this point. I feel like Jessica Biel probably doesn't want yeah, her hanging I, around. I did think that too. I thought I thought she was probably like, you're going to comment on that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like yeah. it would have been, I think, really juicy if Jessica Biel commented on it. Ooh, that would be so juicy. That would be I would love that. Juicy. Like, Maybe Jessica Biel like commented through Justin Timberlake's Instagram, but. Yeah, maybe it was like actually like crying laughing at her because she's so confused about yeah. Bernie's behavior. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do want to say really quick, just because I have to, uh, when I first moved to LA, my neighbor three doors down in my apartment building was Britney Spears' dad. I forgot about this fact. I know. I forget about it too until like something like this comes up. And the reason I even thought about it is because of the conservatorship. Oh, I moved yeah. here in July of 2010. And I lived in the same place until July of 2012, and he was my neighbor um, three doors down for all those years. He was so great because he's an LSU fan, and I'm obviously a UF fan, and they're in the same conference, the SEC. So we would, like, comment and talk about the games and stuff all the time, like how the Gators do, how the Tigers do this week, (laughs) and it was great. And I never saw Brittany there, but I did see the kids. So that's my story. That's my first neighbor. (laughs) Big deal. Real big deal. And then everything went bad. Yeah. In life in general. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Things got better for some of us. Um, Anyway, that's a fun thing. And that was our top 10 roundup. We, like I said, didn't even number it for them, but. But there you go. You're welcome. Here we are. I feel like it was good. There was more lightheartedness. We had so many plans. I know we talked about this last time and probably will continue to, but we're dying to tell you all of our backstory about how we got to believe what we believe, but it just doesn't feel right to talk about it when we're not in person and honestly if this keeps going on for months and months and months on end then maybe we'll reconsider but for now we're gonna keep just talking about a little more lighthearted stuff yeah uh to get us through this pandemic the last thing i need to talk about in isolation is my like screwed up former beliefs that's that's kind (laughs) of how i feel too i'm just like i think i'm good for now (laughs) yeah i definitely it's like i you can't talk about it when the sky is cloudy is how i feel yeah I agree. So it's like we're already fighting depression. Yeah. We're all dealing with some shit, people, and it's okay. And you do what you got to do to get through. But we're here. Mm. So (laughs) we are here. We're back at you this week. We did miss you this week, but it also was a little breather. It was nice. But um, the pop culture hits are just going to keep coming. So let us know what we missed out on. I we're always missing something. I missed Justin Timberlake's comment. It was pretty big news. So fill us in for sure. Share us with a friend. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. Leave a review if you haven't yet. Rating also helps. Love it. And tell us what the hell is going on with you. And we will see you guys next week. Sounds good. Bye, Brittany. Bye, Tiffany.